What's up? Dude, you're back in your office. Back in my office. It's the only place I can talk. Holy cow. Do, how many, uh, you do podcasts every week from there? No, no, absolutely not. No, we're actually, the podcast is on a break until we get our studio done. Working on a studio in the back of the barn. No, but I mean like a podcast like with randos like me, like people just oh, begging no. to get you on. Nope. No, I don't. You're lucky. You got, well, you're the one, you're the easiest one to work with. I'm like, hey, can you do it now? And you're like, yep, let's go. So, <laughs> so, so people, just so you know how this shit works, and, and this brings up my first question to you too. Um, I, I, um, I text Rich, uh, uh, I don't know, on day one, I said, hey, dude, what's up? Would you like to come back on the podcast? I'd love to have you, of course. Uh, three days later, he texts back, hey, sorry about the delay. Sure. What are some times? Um, I text back uh, some, some like times. In, times. Yeah. yeah, some times and days. But really, the, and the reason why I text him back times and days is because I know some people, like maybe, like for all I know, like Rich could be like me and he's just responding to my text, not because – he doesn't want it to get lost. So he's just like, give me some words. So it bumps it back to the top. Like yep. people will text me and I really want to communicate with them, but I just have nothing to say at the time. So I'll just give them some bullshit response. So you just, the ro- it's just stays in the rotation. Yep. Yep. Keeps you towards the top of the, the list. And I also, mine, uh, my texts delete after 30 days just because it fills up your phone like crazy. Hey, how, how so on a side note, how many texts do you get a day? It just kind of depends, fluctuates. I'm in several group chats, uh, so those will get blown. I mean, I've been back to my, like, man, I got back from elk hunting for a week. I didn't have my phone for a week, and I had, I want to say it was 250 text messages and uh, 280-something emails is what I got back to. Oh, that – so I interviewed this guy the other day. I don't know if you know who he is. His name's Heath Pedigo. He's exploding on the scene. He runs the Daisy Fresh um, jiu-jitsu team out of Mount Vernon, Illinois. Do you know who that is? No, that's cool, though. Yeah, he's basically running. It's basically he's like Peter Pan. He rented out an abandoned um, laundromat and just letting dudes train their jujitsu, and they're just taking over the world. They're winning nice. fucking everything. Just these fucking kids who grew up in trailers drinking Mountain Dew who found a surrogate father in this dude, right? Heck yeah. Anyway, this guy fucking told me he gets like 2,000 text messages a day. Ugh, that stresses me out. That gives me anxiety. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not good with communication at times. I'm, I'm pretty poor at it. So that, oof, 2,000 a day? When when did you stop giving out your phone number to people? Like 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 I met you when you were um you know, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when you probably had no th- consideration about giving out your phone number. Have you just stopped giving it out? Uh I give out my email or luckily Rory's really good or Josh at the gym if you know, like I people like that really that I do want to get in contact with but I know will get lost in kind of the the fray, I usually give it to them because they'll make sure that there's some type of uh, communication. Um, phone number, yeah. If you don't have it, it's it's. I don't usually give it out that frequently, I guess, um, unless it's kind of a day-to-day uh, relationship, I guess. So, yeah, not much. And I've had the same phone number since I got a phone in, what, ninth, 10th grade, something like that. 
Hey, um, what do you do when people you like ask for your phone number, but it's just not your policy to give out your phone number? You know what I mean? Like it's, it has yeah. nothing to do with them. You just don't give it out anymore. I usually, luckily, I haven't really had that where I'm like, I don't give you my number. It's mostly, hey, how can I contact you? And so I'll say, I'll give them an email or something. Or, you know, like when Guy moved here or some of those other guys have come in, um, then, yeah, I'll give out my phone number. Yeah, like so I said um I just had Haley on the uh podcast. Yeah, I saw I watched ago. watched some of that. Yep. I Dude, that I know a lot about Haley, so I you know, love both of you guys, but that thing that th- I cannot believe how successful that is. People love her. That thing's just a runaway hit. Yeah, Haley's a, a good kid and uh she's a, a really likable likable kid. I gotten um I got in a little bit of hot water with some people because I was asking her about her, like her shaving and her, and her waxing. And I heard people, about that. And people took it straight to like, I, I was yeah. specifically referencing like her legs and just like, just like general preparedness. Right. So right. then I had to like take some cheap shots at my wife and take some cheap <laughs> shots at you because I could tell it was getting weird. Okay, I'll drag Rich and my wife into yeah. this. And then yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that. I should have, I should get to use them for cover. The first comment here on YouTube already is, is like, you better ask Rich if he shaves. I do shave. Yep. Yep. I shave. I have a Norelco one blade. I don't shave my face currently, but. Oh, you do? I have the Norelco one blade too. I like that. I I had the Norelco one blade, just the regular for a while. And somebody recommended, I guess there's a pro. And so I've been using the pro for, I don't know, about a year or about six months now. I really like it. Do you have the blades on subscription? Yes. On Amazon. I have to. And the problem is you forget. And then when a blade is bad, you get that little tug and it hurts. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, I um, like the blade a lot. I, I, I got a, a personal uh, question to ask you. It's probably something I yep. should do off the air, but fuck it. Um, Whatever. So we finished the last call talking about the mattress on the floor. Yep. And I got this problem and I need some advice. Yep. I, I have, so I have the kids come into the bedroom in the middle of the night. And so then I switched to the mattress on the floor and now I'm feeling bad for my wife because the it's three boys and her in the bed. And when I wake up in the morning for my little mattress on the floor, dude, like she's crowded to the edge. My wife loves, loves being touched, cuddled in the middle of the night. So it doesn't bother me, but usually like last night, Lakeland came down there and she was with me night before that trice was with me. So we rotate out um, the kids, are equal opportunity um, space invaders. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we. I don't really feel bad though. She loves just uh, contact and cuddling, and I'm just. I just when I'm sleeping, I want to sleep and not be touched. That that brings me to my question. Yep. The bet I was thinking about. Hey, like the courteous thing to do would be to pull like one of the boys off the big bed in the middle of the night or in the morning when she's sleeping and and put them onto my bed with me. But I only have a single down there. Yeah. Yep. No, that's not fair. So should I buy a larger mattress and and prolong the problem or should I start dragging these fuckers to their bed? Mine's a queen. So there is a room there in the floor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You have a queen size bed on your floor. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, it is what it is. That's the point that is at. some ghetto shit. We've we've accepted the the fact that the kids, you know, they they want to, you know, they want to be with mom and dad. They're not always going to want to do that. So it's it's a season that we're in, and um, we we deal with it. 
I um, so, so I think we talked about this. Someone in the comments said, "How much would it take for Rich to agree to do one-on-one pay-per-view with Fraser?" I, for some reason, I just remember thinking, like, I either talked to you or Fraser about it, and the name, the number five hundred thousand dollars each came up. So no, it's got to be like twenty million. It's just not oh. worth it at this point, you know. Awesome, twenty yeah. million. <laughs> yeah, twenty million. That's what all these guys are getting for these stupid boxing matches or a bunch of money. So hey, I sell ourselves short. I told I proposed the idea to Jason Hopper that yep. he get in his car and drive over to uh to the gym at Mayhem yep. and stand outside the barn and yell, Gee, get out here right now <laughs> and then be like, In twenty four hours I'm coming back and we're doing these three workouts and then come back in twenty four hours and we and somebody film it and put that shit on pay per view for ten bucks. Hey, let's do it. I bet you a thousand, I bet you fucking 10,000 people sign up and those guys walk away with 50 grand each and you could film that shit with an iPhone. For sure. People want to, people want to watch those matchups. Yeah. I mean, it would be awesome. Tell me about the rogue, um, invitational. What, what's your role with that? Um, That's a dope ride you have, by the way. We, which my truck. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's F Ford F two fifty. Um, and I'm a Chevy guy. It was really hard for me to, uh, tell my grandpa that I was going to this truck, but dealership in town, uh, gave it to me. So it was, it was worth it. They gave it to you. Well, yeah, we do some like trade off on some, uh, marketing stuff. So pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I love it. Uh, but back to rogue, the invitational, uh, so me and spiel, uh, Katie and Bill asked us to collaborate on some on the programming for that. So uh, me and Spiel kind of came up with some workouts and Bill was like, um, I like these. I like he liked he had a flow that he wanted to see. Um, you know, he's he is concerned about the person that is the fittest winning, but he doesn't care that it's the fittest test on earth. He wants it to be spectator friendly and people have fun to watch. So uh, a lot of the events are um I think they're pretty cool. You know, we, we went through a couple of different iterations of them, uh, tested a couple of different versions of them and, uh, kind of landed on where we're at right now. Uh, any issues working with Spiel? No, not at all. I think, it, you know, we're two different perspectives. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think it's good. I think it's good to have, not, not that we had any disagreements, just differing opinions on some stuff, but I think we landed on something that's a pretty good, well, uh, well-rounded test, but, uh, fun to watch when we were going over the show last night we did a show last night i did a show with a guy named john young and brian friend and basically okay. just going through the workouts they were speculating that the to be determined workout was going to be a dumbbell snatch they said that they be- heavy dumbbell snatch and they said that knowing you and and looking at the rest of the programming um can you tell us if they're close I cannot tell you, I cannot confirm nor deny any of that. I'm yeah, no, I, uh, NDA. You didn't even blink, man. I was studying your face so hard. You didn't even blink. Nope. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward. Honestly, that's my favorite event of the weekend. Uh, I tested it a couple of times and Bill was like, so are you going individual after I tested it? So I'm looking forward to that one. Ooh, you are, you are the great. You are actually the greatest programmer who ever lived, Rich, and, it, oh. that, and that's why I like getting your. Uh, <laughs> that's your, good. I caught that. Did you? That's nice, Savon. Your your Perfect thoughts timing. on that? Perfect yeah. timing. 
Hey, he's he's such a. Do you see what I? You know what I did here, Rich? You tied about, this perfectly. About five minutes ago, I sent Dave a text message and I said, "Hey, I'm going to be live with Rich in like four minutes." And and it's just bait. You know what I mean? I just yep, like yep. like I just <laughs> come to water with some dangling, Rich Froning and bam, TDC's here. You totally got in my head. But tell them how I responded when you said that. I did, I haven't even looked yet. I haven't even Read looked. It. I just I'll, I'll tell you my... how I responded. I said, "Rich, who?" Oh, he ah. did. <laughs> Rich Fraser, well, that guy. <laughs> well, that's a legitimate question because you do all these like you have um, MMA fighters on now, and you have COVID conspiracy theorists on, and <laughs> you have all this crazy he's, shit. So he's bigger than us now, Dave. Yeah, he's exactly. Forgot about it's us a, little guys. It's a legit question, Sevon. Hey, um, what I was talking to Rich about, and I, and I really want to know the answer to this from both of you guys. Have you guys ever? Why not do a one rep max heavy um, uh, dumbbell competition? So the same way they had at the games where the guys come out and snatch a bar. Why not do that with a dumbbell? Well, we remember separately. We had the dumbbell only regionals once. Um, do you and Rich that? did a Rich did a heavy dumbbell workout at one of his events too, yeah, right? Yeah, we did a, a one twenty dumbbell squat snatch. Yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. Is, uh, is it a heavy. is it a yeah. stupid idea to parade the guys out there and be like, "Hey, you can choose either arm you want," and like this is like basically like they did at the game, start at like hundred pounds and add five pounds to each dumbbell until someone taps out. Well, you know what I did recently. On that note, I uh, I'll walk into the gym and show you. We have this nice rack of dumbbells from Rogue. The ruck was over. I went to the uh, dumbbell rack and just everyone starting at like 15 pounds. Nice little warm up. Uh, three strict shoulder presses. And I wanted to see as far as I can go. Uh, and the rack goes to like 125 pounds. Uh, Sevon, how far do you think? So three strict shoulder presses with the left arm, three with the right, rest, and then go to the next weight. So five pound increments. So I guess this kind of fits into what you're describing, except it's not a fast movement or a sexy or exciting movement. How far do you think I made it? I have no idea. Rich, how far do you think I made it? 70. Damn, you, you, I like you, Rich, but no. <laughs> so here's the rack I'm talking about. Yeah. 55. I'm not that fucking strong. I got it to 50 pounds and I okay. got, yeah, I got to 50, did three with the right arm and then with the left arm did one. And then, so I just switched to still get some development of the strength. I switched yeah. to a push press for the three. And, uh, but if you I, have a rack, I like this, start with you try it at home, Rick or Rich. I said, Rick, <laughs> Rich, why don't you try it at home? Uh, we've, we've actually, so I've done a little bit of this, uh, for just shoulder strength because my left shoulder from I don't know from shooting my bow a ton this fall getting ready for that elk hunt um started getting some like impingement and stuff and I felt like I was losing some strength in it so we actually do a lot of you do work up to a heavy whatever eight to or six to ten reps on your left side my weaker shoulder and then you always match it with your right so we do quite a bit of that um I'd say the most for three maybe 85 90 range something like that uh strict yeah damn okay we got to see that <laughs> i'll just keep i'll just start practicing that <laughs> yeah that's 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 fucking good hey rich that's interesting to hear you say that about the bow and the impingement because i was thinking 
you know, you, you, you get a Formula One race car out there and it does 200 miles an hour. I care what you're thinking. I want to say something. I'm really glad you two are talking. <laughs> this, is, uh, this makes me happy that you guys are like having calls together and I'm getting invited on them. Not that I'm even getting invited, but that you two are talking and, and growing out like the old days. Old that smile, days. That brings a smile to my face. L- like, like, your, some, uh... like your feuding cousins or friends again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had I had some like 2000. It was a seminar um, staff workout from two when we were in San Diego at the level one trainers uh, summit and we did the conga line cleans and then partner DT at 185. Do you remember uh, that video? Yeah, yeah. I watched that yesterday. It was pretty cool. Actually, look back. It was like me, Kalipa, Maliolo, Hobart, uh, some others. I forgot who else was in there. How did that pop up? How did you end up watching that? I don't know, I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't know how that came up on my algorithm, but somehow it did. You know, YouTube is um, sneaky with that stuff. Devon, are you allowed to add a fourth person? Because the only thing that could make this call better is if we had Roy McKernan on. Oh yeah, yeah. I can add. <laughs> I can add whoever. I can add whoever I want. I think he's busy. He's I, I pretty said- fired. Pretty fired up with the uh, that competition in the Middle East, Ras Kama. Are you guys, so are you going to Rogue this weekend, Rich? Yeah, I'll be at Rogue. I'll do the three Legends events, or two of the Legends events. I got to be home on Sunday for uh, trick-or-treating with the kids, so. So you're not there for the whole weekend? Not there. I'm, I'm there Friday, Saturday, and then go on Sunday morning early. Nice way to not have to measure up against any of the other Legends athletes. Just do a couple of the events and then Yeah, bail. you know, just, just do two-thirds <laughs> and bail, even though it's partner and team, or partner events. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Dave, why don't you think Matt, do you think Matt wasn't invited? Why don't you think Matt's doing the Legends event? Well, I know he's a firefighter in um, in Colorado, so I think he is. Ma- no, Matt Fraser. Oh, I was talking about Matt. I think Matt Chan. Um, who? Fraser? I don't know. Who cares? I mean, I mean, he was, he, he was the, he was the, he's a retired champ. You'd think he'd be at he's the event. Legend, yeah. yeah, he's a legend. Good point. Um, I don't know. Ask him. What about I? I, I can't get him to respond to my text anymore. Um, what? Um, you guys what? Don't hap- have a podcast anymore? I don't know. I'm I'm just just poking at Matt. I think we do. I don't know. That seems that's my DMs are full of that question. I, Dave, do I still have a podcast with Matt Fraser and Josh Bridges? Well, here's the thing. I predicted it would end at five. It actually ended at twenty five. So I was off, Good. but it did. It then did end in dramatic fashion. I think. It's very not dramatic at all. It's anticlimactic. I don't think it's over. I don't think it's over. I have I have hope. Um, Rich, when 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 you have a Formula One race car and it does two hundred miles an hour, it, you know it does two hundred miles an hour. But when it hits a pothole, it's fucking toast, right? Messes it up. Yep. Is is that is there some of that going on with um, games athletes? Here you are, you're fit as fuck, and you, then you put a bow in your hand, um, and, and, and something something breaks in your shoulder. Well, when you got a half a million miles on that F1 car, um, you know, there's only a certain amount of things you can do before it does start to fall apart. Yeah, I mean, I think there's little things. I don't know if that's what it was, just the overuse of that one movement or what it was. There's probably just a flaw in my technique, honestly, if we're being honest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a we're at a point where it's a professional sport. So, you know, there's going to be things that happen. You know, NFL players about- things that hurt all the time. Oh, look at that shirt, Hoyt. Yeah, there you go. That's your boy. Evan? Yep. 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 Good dude, Evan. 
how's how's bringing ghee into the mix um affected what's going on at the gym is is it all positive is there any negative no there's no negative with that guy he's uh he's a funny guy good kid to have around uh he's he's a good good dude i like him a lot he's uh he's been a lot of fun he's been here for about what three weeks now so um first couple like weeks i was in and out quite a bit family vacation stuff or not family vacation family relocation stuff and then uh haley basically ran him into the ground for a couple days so he had to recover but he's he's a good dude good kid to have around looking forward to having him around more is he gonna stay through the season yeah so he's he's doing a couple he's doing rogue he's doing the two middle east events and then he'll be back after that for the season so like I said, looking forward to it. There's a lot of potential. Um, I mean, we know exactly what he's good at and the things that he needs to work on. And so um, he's willing to work on those things. Like I said, kids like that, him, Haley, um, Lazar was here too from Serbia. And um, they're easy. It's it's really, it's harder to, to tell them to back off than it is to, hey, let's go do more. Hey, how good is Lazar? Lazar's he's fit. Um, he's another one of those though too that you almost got to pull the reins back. It's like him and Haley, they're really good at um, the the grind stuff, the fit you know fitness stuff, and then they need to get a little bit stronger. And um, to do that, you got to back off on some of that stuff. So they got to be willing to to do that, put in the work on that, and not be so upset when they're you know missing out on a long metcon. Um, he's got an incredible attitude too, huh? I mean, he's yeah, a homeboy. Yeah, positive. Yeah, he's a positive dude. Like him a lot. Like I said, him and Gee got along really well as well. So, uh, good good group of kids we got coming up. Um, I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good for CrossFit in general. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember back in the day when um you guys were at Tennessee Tech and you were training with Elijah, uh, Muhammad. He's he's I think if I remember correctly he had started doing a lot of competitions and you were basically like hey Elijah you shouldn't be doing all these competitions you should be staying close to home and and I'm paraphrasing training. of course but you should be yep, staying yep, close yep. to home and training everything you need is here and then now when I talk to Gee he's doing all these competitions do you, has something changed is he a different athlete is it just not that many competitions what are your thoughts money. on money money I think now there's some real money in these other competitions back then there was. You know what? Why waste training and why waste recovery when you're going to make maybe a couple grand? But now it's tens of thousands of dollars or rogue 250 or whatever it's up to. Uh, I mean, now, hell, I had this conversation with Haley. I don't, the season's changed so much that, you know, back when we were competing back in the Legends days, all you had was the invitational. Um, where it was awesome and a ton of fun to compete. And, you know, I loved it and you wanted to compete for the country, but there's no money in it. Now these competitions are, you know, at the lowest ones, like 30 grand for winning the competition. Wadapalooza, I think they said a hundred. And like I said, rope 250,000. Does CrossFit, CrossFit doesn't even do the invitation anymore, do they? No, I don't think so. Dave, you got any announcements on that? Dave's gone. He puts something on his back. Do you know what he's doing? I can't even recognize what he's doing. Is he pretending to, to work Ruck. out? Yeah, oh. he's going to ruck. With a gun? Yep, I guess. I bet you that thing's full of cotton balls. He gone. Cotton balls. That was just all show. Can you there hear he me? Or did, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm getting ready to go on a ruck. I got a Kafaru pack on. Shout out Kafaru. Kafaru.com. 
50 pounds in it. <laughs> uh, 50, Use code Castro for 25% off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going for a 50-pound ruck, two and a half miles, and uh, not a run, just a nice little horse march. I'll let you guys do your thing. Thanks hey, why why the gun? Are you gonna sh- are you are you afraid of mountain lions or, or? No, no, no. The gun, the gun. I was gonna shoot squirrels when I first got on, but then I decided I might as well get this rock out of the way because I have some time before my next call. The gun is not with me. I'm just going up and down the road. Gotcha. All right. It's about to say you're gonna piss off See some you, people killing those squirrels. Love you, bye, Dave. Thanks for calling. Yeah, good in, Dave. luck in. Uh, good luck in Austin. Thanks, brother. See ya. See ya. Hey, thanks for letting him interrupt. I wasn't. I wasn't right. sure if he's going to do it. I'm stoked he did. Oh, Dave. Yep. Um. So you're only doing two of the events. You 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 said. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Bill and Katie are great, and uh, I said, "Hey, I got to get home for the kids and Halloween." I mean, they're at the age where they really like that type of stuff, so I didn't want to miss that. So me and Hillary are going to go down Thursday to Saturday. Well, Sunday morning, and then we'll be back Sunday morning. So Halloween and family, and they know the importance of that. So. Do you have any um, regret in your decision of switching to team regret might be even too strong, but like when you look back in it, do you think, Oh, maybe like I should have done it a year sooner or a year later, or, or when you look back, are you like, man, this, this has really moved nicely, smoothly. No, I love it. I, uh, you know, I growing up being a team sport athlete, uh, I feel way more at home with others around me, uh, push a lot harder, push, you know, you see the sacrifice that everybody makes. So you want to push harder. I just enjoy the team aspect, the team dynamic of, uh, of just anything versus an individual sport. I'm just not a, not, not that I didn't enjoy being an individual competitor, but when I look back, I, I feel like that was such a lifetime ago that I don't even really remember it. But, um, even Mm -hmm. then there was such a team aspect of, of what I, or how I trained and having people around me. And, you know, we always joke about having an entourage or whatever, but, um, couldn't have done it without support and, and having other people around. So I just, I really enjoy the team aspect a whole lot more than I do individual. Okay. So everything's good. No. Yeah. I lo- love it. No, no regrets whatsoever. Not even one letter. Tia used to train over there with you guys, right? Yep. Do you ever see her anymore? Does she come by? Does she have scheduled? Does she have plans to come by? Uh, is that part of her she's no uh she's come by a couple times but you know they're doing their their thing in nashville now um i don't really you know she's busy we're busy um they just like i said they're they're cranking over there and seems like they're doing really well david mcfadden i fucking love rich froning thanks i think i think he means you not your dad oh or my son right why that's one of your son's names. Do you have a Rich Froning the third? Yeah, that's Trice. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yep. Why do you call him Trice then? Just so it doesn't get confusing. Yeah. Trice, got it. Trice the third. Is that a real word? Uh, I don't think so. That's just it some. That's just some Cookville shit. Just some Cookville shit, you know. We Trist. don't want to call him Trey. We don't want to call him Trey. Uh, you so should have said, "Yeah, dipshit." Trice is Latin, Savon. You there dipshit. You go. There you go. <laughs> Um, I don't even know if it's Latin. Is Lazar is 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 Lazar? Uh, when I had Facundo on, um, he was saying that there was going to be a new reveal. Is Lazar that new reveal? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I mean, you could kind of co- connect the dots there. But yeah, he's okay. uh, he's a, like I said, he's a good kid. Good, like you said, he's a a dude. He's he's fun to have around. 
um, wants to train all the time. So him and Haley are just going to run or run each other into the ground when they're together. So, um, is there a code of, um, ethics in, in the gym, Rich, that you go over with people or do people have to get in where they fit in? Like everything from like, Hey, you're not allowed to chew gum in here to like, Hey, put your gym equipment away or no bragging or like, is there any, no, like, how do you know if someone's get in where you fit in? You can kind of tell, um, <coughs> who, you know, where people fit in and, and what, I think it's pretty obvious that you put your gym equipment away. You know, we have a, we have a group of guys that come in in the afternoon. They're there. Uh, anytime they do any of our local competitions, their team time cap, um, the three o'clock wad doers, they call themselves. But uh, if they leave any piece of equipment out, uh, it's a two pay row and it has to be sub seven minutes uh, or else you have to do a penalty of burpees for every second. It's over seven minutes. So nobody leaves equipment out. Uh, it happened like once or twice. But yeah, no, there's as far as it goes, there's no there's no egos with that group. It's a good fun. You know, if anybody's talking trash, it's more out of fun. And, um, it's, it's a good group. I have Luke Parker scheduled for Thursday. Oh man. You're going to eat him up. I am tripping because I, um, there's, you know, he was on that show, the bachelor. Yeah. And so I'd never seen that show. And I went on to iTunes and I couldn't fucking believe there's 19 seasons of this fucking train. Yeah. Yeah. My wife watches that. Oh, I, maybe I should have her on. And I watched (laughs) season 15 and, uh, dude, I have never been so uncomfortable in my fucking life. That is not Luke Parker. Luke Parker is one of the most genuine human beings. I've, I've only seen highlights of some of that stuff. Um, one, I believe he got baited into a ton of it. And once you talk to him, you'll see, uh, be gentle with him. I'll uh, be super gentle with him. I, I'm just, I want to know why anyone would watch that show or want to be on that show. Like that you have to have his, a mental disorder to be on, want to be on that. It's scary. This dude is probably the most genuine person you've ever met and a good heart. Uh, but once you talk to him, you'll realize what happened. He, he can be talked into just about anything. He's, he's gullible. But like I said, if, if, there's probably three to five people on this planet. If I ever needed anything, I 100% could depend on him. Luke Parker is one of those people. I mean, he got in trouble. The premise of the show is that this girl has to find a dude to marry. Yep. And Out that, of like 30 something dudes, I think some number crazy like that. Yeah. So you, you doing this crash course in dating and then all the dudes are trying yeah, it's just, but but the all I don't know if you at the very end. I mean, the the show he gets he gets fucking he gets kicked um, off, but comes back or something like that. He basically gets in trouble because he wants to know if she's been sleeping with all the dudes, and like it seems like a, a really fair question. It seems a like question. a very fair question <laughs> to me. But then it's a very and then on the other hand, I kind of like want to be it's, also like, hey, what do you? What's what's your deal? I mean, yeah. I get, I, yeah, you can play both sides of it. You know, it's, I just wouldn't want to be in that position whatsoever, you know? Yeah. It's a, um, yeah, it's a train wreck of a show. Yeah. Um, is, is he bummed that he did it or is he, is he just, is he glad he did it? I'd, I mean, he's gotten some notoriety out of it. It's probably developed into some type of career out of it. I mean, part of the reason why he's here is because of that show, because my wife knew who he was or else I would have had no idea who he was. Um, and so, I mean, I'm sure part of him is like, yeah, I'm glad I did it, but I'm sure part of him is like, heck, why did I, why did I do that? So, um, I don't know. Ask him. 
ask him. Yeah. He'll give you, yeah. he'll give you the truth. How, how, how does someone become part of, um, how did, well, I, I heard Gee's story, but how does someone become part of the, the mayhem kind of crew, the, the, the crew that works out in your barn? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Haley kind of told you her story and how that happened. Um, you know, we saw some potential and I mean, obviously there's potential with her, with Luke, it was, um, he, he had met Hillary somehow at the games in between events, she and her and her, uh, group of friends watched the show and they knew who he was. And, um, I thought he was a tool bag, but whatever. And then, <laughs> um, he was actually sitting, uh, next to Brian, uh, who's our CFO at mayhem on a flight on the way home from or on the way home from the games and they just kind of hit it off. And then Luke came and supported one of our mayhem mission events in Alabama and kind of one thing led to another. And we, you know, saw some potential there. Didn't really know where it would go. He had some type of, you know, social following and we were like, all right, you know, if this guy's a total tool, he was kind of on a, um, I, I guess like a temporary basis. And then he's just, he's developed into part of the family now. So, um, yeah, I think it's just kind of, you can kind of tell a lot about somebody uh, after a couple of days or a couple of weeks and, and how they fit into the crew. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really about, you know, kind of, do they fit in? What's their, what do they want to be here? That's a big part of it too. It's like, I'm not going to beg people to come hang out and train. If you want to be here, then hell, we'll, we'll love to have you. And um, if you fit in, then even better. So someone like Lazar, when that was his first time there, it's also part of like an informal interview process too. Like, Hey, do you yeah. tell? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, if we see that, Hey, this is not going to work out, you know, maybe it, it doesn't get an invite back or something like that. And, and as weird as that sounds is, you know, whatever, you've got to have a good, uh, kind of training environment or people don't want to be there. People don't want to work hard and it's, it's just not good. So, um, yeah, it is. It's a job and it's, uh, it's people's livelihood at this point. There's a video where you talk about, um, Haley being a, a, a great competitor, but you want to instill the killer mindset in her for some, can you explain that to someone like me who has no idea? Like, I'm like, well, she can only do what she can do. Like what, what is the killer mindset? Uh, Haley has that killer mindset. She's, she's <clears throat> next level. I, it's hard to develop. I don't know if there's a true way to develop it. I think it's kind of developed over the years and you got to have this kind of competitive want. I mean, you see it in Matt, you see Fraser, you see it in Tia. Um, you see it in, you just, there's just something that goes over. I don't know. It's just a mentality. I don't, it's hard to put into words. Um, if I knew exactly how to develop that, um, I'd write a book on it and, and tell people how to do it. But, um, yeah, it's just that want to want to compete and want to not necessarily embarrass people, but want to win so bad that, uh, you leave no doubt. Um, is it, is it tied to resilience at all? I'm, I'm, I'm remembering you sitting on the ground in Carson, um, uh, 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 which event? <laughs> you're, you're, I, I don't, I don't remember what event, but um, you, you, you I, I don't think you were in first place. You just had a not so good event. You were leaning against the bowl. Darren was there, and I was there, and Darren was busting your balls. About and like eating. You were, yeah. And you were pretty quiet. Maybe Josh was there, fucking with you too. Yep. Um. And it just wasn't looking good for you. It just wasn't like. I think it was before the twenty-one fifteen nine chipper. Uh, after triple threes and I'd just 
basically bombed it. Uh, yeah. So you're in a shitty mood. You don't want to, you know, really think about what has already happened. You got to kind of get up and, um, and move on to the next event. And that's something you kind of learn throughout the process of the, the CrossFit games is how long of a weekend it is. And, um, you know, one event doesn't make or break you really, you know, a couple bad events will break you, but, um, one every here and there is not the end of the world. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that comes with, I guess, uh, you know, doing it year, year after year. Is that related to the, um, uh, to the killer mindset at all? Yes. And no, I feel like, I guess the killer mindset would be, Hey, I'm up, I'm leading. Now I'm just going to keep smashing people, um, and, and kind of get as many points as I can. And, and yeah, you don't want to, don't want to let off the, let off the gas. When I talked to you last time, it sounded like, um, it, or it sounded like you had gone through a transition from thinking, Hey, you're going to, you're, you're done competing because of COVID and all that shit. And that this, that year wasn't so bad taking off. Um, and to, okay, now your cousin wants to do it. Okay. So you jump back on and you're going to do it. When you looked into the future, do you see any end date for you or you just take know. it day yeah, by day? It's kind of day by day. Um, you know, it's still early from off season or for us off season. Some of these other kids are still doing all these competitions, but, um, you know, when I get to the point where I don't want to go out to the barn in the afternoon, you know, I'm always going to want to do at least one session and, um, get it in, but it, I'm getting to the point where, you know, I'd rather play with my kids in the afternoon or I'm, you know, doing the farm stuff and enjoying that, still moving around, doing things like that. Um, when it gets to that point where it's a, not a burden, but something that I don't enjoy as much. And I don't feel like if I'm not putting in that work that I'm not going to be, um, as good to the team or whatever I'm doing, uh, then I'll, then I'll step away. Is there anything else on the horizon that interests you at, at, at an elite level, like Frisbee golf, bow hunting, fucking, is there the motor? Um, yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of outdoor things that I really enjoy. Uh, you know, we've done a couple off-road triathlons. I really enjoy mountain biking. That's something that I've really gotten into. I uh, really enjoy that. Uh, I do, I do like doing these long, longer hunts. The hard part is like I said, being away from the family, but they're, they're, you know, we did an archery hunt for seven days up in Colorado. Um, and there's just something to be said about no cell phone service for a week and being lost in the woods. There's, it's one of the, one of the hardest things that I've ever done mentally, just the ups and downs and grind of it. Um, and there's no reward for working harder. You know, like you've, there's gotta be a little bit of luck on your side. There's gotta be, um, you know, you've got to hit everything exactly right. And then you have to have a little bit of luck too. So, um, I enjoy, I guess th that, that, you know, it's, it's hard work and, um, uh, it's really frustrating, I guess that part of it, but yeah, I mean, I'm not that I'm saying I'm, I'm getting bored with CrossFit, but it's, it's getting to that point where or competing in CrossFit, uh, but it's getting to that point where, you know, looking for a new challenge and trying to find new things to do. I, I was talking, um, Haley had said something, you know, expressed that phrase, selling your soul, um, on, I can't remember if it was the assault bike or something. And I remembered Matt saying something about that. Like every morning he would get up and that was part of his regiment to get on the assault bike and basically sell his soul. And when someone like me hears that, like I really. It's a that, scary place. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, I forgot who said it, but, uh, it was, it might've, might've been an interview you did years ago, but it was somebody early on that said you have to get really comfortable being uncomfortable and, and finding that pain and, and leaning into it. Um, 
you know, I hate motivational quotes. We talk, you know, the into the storm stuff, but that's what it is. It's that storm. That's something you got to lean into that only, only good things happen through adversity and the pain cave or whatever you want to call it. Uh, selling your soul is where good stuff happens. Uh, Haley was suggesting that maybe that you don't do that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a lack of, I don't want to, uh, we'll keep it PG, but I'm a wuss when it comes to that. I, I don't like to go to the pain cave. I mean, I, I probably teeter on there, but I don't go past where I'm out of control. If that makes sense. Yeah. She, she was describing the place where you kind of l- lose who you are. Like you don't really know what's going on. I, 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 the, the couple times I've been there in my life, I mean, I'd like to say I'm a CrossFitter and I go there every day, but the truth is I've only gone there a couple times. It's been on accident on the assault bike, and I basically yep. have to lie down. Like I, like like something's wrong with the world. I think the longer that you do CrossFit, the less you want to go to that point. I think I do miss early on in my CrossFit career or CrossFit journey where I didn't know what that pain felt like because I would go there more often. The older I get, the more like the softer I get, you know, like it is what it is. Like, uh, I've done it so much that I don't need, and I'll go there in certain things, but you know, in competition, I'll go there, but you will training, you can only go there so much and then you're going to run yourself into the ground. So, um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've gotten soft in my old age for sure that I try to stay away from the selling your soul. Um, like I'm, I, it's, it's, there's gotta be some motivation to that. No, no one goes there with that in mind, I guess. So when you say when you go there in competition, it's because you're just you get caught up in the competition and yeah, you just you end up to. there. You have to, yeah. Yeah, it's it's um it's weird. I, yeah, it's a uh, man. It's a it's a it's a trip. It was a trip hearing her talk about it. It sounds like she's still oh, yeah. young enough to where she's she doesn't seem too bugged by it yet. No, she's dumb. She's young and dumb enough that she can just keep doing it and doesn't really worry about. It. And she she'll do it. That that kid will, uh, she'll hurt herself. And it's I mean it's impressive that you can continue to do that. But like I said, I'm I'm to that point where I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna flirt kind of with that, and you know maybe get to it and then come out of it, get to it and then come out of it. Uh, but there's something to be said about that too in training. You don't want to run yourself into the ground all the time. Will she get strong enough to win the games? I hope so. I think, uh, you know, she is definitely putting in the work. Like I said, I've got to get her mentally to back away from some of the, <coughs> the, the, the stuff that she's really good at already. Um, she thinks she needs to do more of that. And I'm like, Hey, we got to back off some of that. Cause you have the literally the only piece that she is missing is getting stronger. <laughs> Do you trip on the fact that she's only 20? I mean, it gives uh, yeah. so much uh, hope, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, she, I mean, like I said, she's going to put in the work. It's it's almost that I have to get her to not do as much work. So, um, Last question. I know you got to go yep. here in three minutes. What, what um, straight out of the cliche interview handbook, what advice would you give um, Rich – from 12 years ago what what is is there a pep talk you would like to give him oh man it doesn't uh, have to be anything heavy like regret either but just some t- t- tuning things anything less milk wish you would have sm- <laughs> you wish you would have smoked less weed and less partying less yeah. cocaine binging yeah no honestly man i think just kind of trust the process as lame as that sounds and so cliche to answer your cliche with my cliche uh just just do what you know what to do and and uh it, it'll all work out. It's, um, you know, 
I always have that. Hey, would you go back and change anything? No, I wouldn't change anything. Cause if I changed something, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, um, I'm in a pretty damn good place. Got a bunch of good people around me and really happy with where I'm at. Um, so now, you know, you got to learn those things and some of those things that you, you know, it's with kids, you know, I want to shelter them from, um, from pain and from hard things, but they got to learn. Like, uh, we, we started kind of a lifestyle blog vlog ish, I guess you'd say vlog and, uh, farming stuff. And we went and visited this farm and they had electric fences and there's five times where I tell Trice, Hey, don't touch that. Stay away from that fence. That fence is hot. That fence is going to shock you. Blah, blah, blah. You can listen to it in the video. Sure enough, you hear pop. And Trice is like, ah, and I'm like, Hey man, I'm not going to like keep pushing you away from the fence. You got to learn. And he hadn't touched the fence since. So, you know, there's, I'd love to, you you want to shelter yourself. You want to shelter your family and uh, the ones you love from pain, from hardship. But um, that's kind of those things you learn from. Uh, on a final note, I'd just like to say to Haley Adams' parents, um, I, I've been hanging out with more and more kids in their 20s. And I just want to say that you are extremely fortunate, lucky, or you earned, regardless how it happened, to have your daughter um, at the Mayhem Empire where – her life at such a at such a young age is focused on um just good shit i mean when i talk she's to her a, about her days it's she's it's, a good kid she's, she's so lucky she has you and those people you rory and, I, and, and the whole i have people. to tell her i'm like hey go be a kid like go do some fun stuff like the kid is so regimented and she's training hard she goes home she sleeps and i'm like not that i want you to go like party but hey go to a movie, go have some fun, find some friends. You don't need to be hanging out with 30 year olds, all the time, 35 year olds all the time. But she's a kid is incredibly mature in life, but she's still a 20 year old kid in you know, social activities, social media, that type of stuff. But good kid, good kid. All everybody we got around. Good, good kids. Sorry. One more question, Rich. This guy's saying no. he peed on an electric fence. Oh, and he got shocked. You can, the, the electricity could go through the pee and get your junk. I mean, water, water, and I guess, I guess so. I'm not trying it. All right. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do it again.